Hi, welcome to the Alice Babels podcast. I'm Liv. And I'm Sterling. And we're going to answer one of your questions about writing our books or the indie author process. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Alice Babels or here on Spotify. If you want more writing tips and tricks or information about our latest releases, join our newsletter at ellisfables.com. Today, in honor of Valentine's Day in the month of February, we are going to talk about romance. We have four tips for writers and their romantic subplots. Specifically, subplots, because we don't actually write a lot of romance novels. Like, meaning the category is romance. We have novels that have romance in them, but the predominant plot point is not the romance. It's usually fantasy. Mm. Sci-fi. A war. The end of the world. Crazy goddesses come back to life. MBD. MBD. Anyway. Um, MBD stands for no big deal. <laughs> in case anybody didn't know. Okay. Um, so I think the first tip is yours. Oh. So my first tip is slow burn even if it's not slow burn. Meaning there are kind of these various categories that people put romance into when you're advertising it's like friends to lovers enemies to lovers um that kind of stuff and one category is like slow burn in my humble opinion <laughs> slow burn is the way to go even if it's not slow burn meaning that there is not a lot of satisfaction in reading a book and by chapter five they're together. They're they're in love and or having a physical relationship. It's like you want anticipation. For instance, I'm hungry. I am anticipating lunch. And the longer I don't have lunch, the more I'll be anticipating it. So when I finally get to lunch, I will be like, oh my gosh, this is the best sandwich in the world. Um, so versus not being all that hungry and being like, do you want to have lunch? It's like, well, I guess I could eat. Or no, I'm full. I don't even want it. I'm not, no, I don't even know anything about this sandwich. There's so much of this already. Right. So you want your readers hungry. You want them eager. And so if you are jumping into romance very, very quickly, then you're, t you're offering them a sandwich when they might be full or barely hungry. You want them ravenous. And there are different ways to do this. If you want to give them the sandwich in chapter three and then starve them for the next ten chapters while your characters are broken apart or separated and trying to get back to each other, that's that's a way to do that. I mean, that create you can create anticipation that way. And um, by having the book be or the subplot be about mending this rift between them or the world's ending, they're separated by war, and part of the the underlying plot is getting back to each other. But I think mostly what we're talking about here is writing a romance, like the beginnings of a relationship, while you're also writing another plot. Mm -hmm. uh, and in that case, I totally agree. I think that rushing it takes away some of the magic. Mm-hmm. And or it doesn't feel believable. Not a lot of people would declare their love for someone they've only known for two chapters. Even if the time has passed has been longer and it's been a few weeks, not a lot of people are going to be head over heels in a couple of weeks. I know that that's portrayed a lot in um, 
TV and stuff like that, but my own experience with love has been a growth. A slower, uh, a slower burn. Yep. So that's tip number one. One oh. tip number two. <laughs> one way that you can sort of create this this tension, this like underlying desire for these characters to get together, is to sort of foster character chemistry. And I think how you do this depends on the character. Um, it There's probably a million different ways. I think a pretty standard way, sort of like um, the basics, would be to have your character slowly start to notice this other person and the things they do or have them notice the other person wanting to be around them. Or like half reaching out to touch their cheek and then putting their hand down. Stuff like that. Mm. So that's like, I think, basic level. But I think there are some really fun ways to do this. So this might be kind of a cheesy example. But I absolutely love She-Ra. The animated series that's on Netflix. It's super gay, super diverse, and kind of adorable. It's one of my comfort things. So throughout this series... Two of the characters that you see having an interesting chemistry are the main character, Adora, and one of her antagonists, Catra. They grew up as friends, and throughout the series, they have this sort of taunting, teasing, we're enemies, but there's like this underlying we actually like each other too. And, and that sort of banter I think is a really fun way to create character um chemistry mm. it's sort of like unspoken things hinted at is really fun for me uh Sterling and I are writing a new series at the moment while um we're getting the the rest of the Song of the Lost contender series wrapped up and ready to publish and then this one our characters are not enemies. They are two very different people working towards the same goal at the moment who normally would not have anything to do with each other. So I think that's another fun way to have character chemistry is have two very different people and their banter or their going back and forth, their arguments can create an interesting chemistry. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing about this is that these interactions can happen at the same exact time as the rest of your plot. So you have a big overarching plot to save Etheria and unite the princesses of power. That's but not our book. That's, that's, that's She-Ra. That's not our book. <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> that's not us. Um, and also, while your character is doing what they're supposed to, meeting their antagonist, Include the banter. You're not wasting space. They're going to talk to each other anyway. But you've managed to create a sort of pull between these characters at the same time. It's, it's um, I would say, like efficient writing. You're both doing something that furthers your romantic plot and your main plot. We do this a lot in our new series, but... It's so it's such a baby. I don't want to talk about it too much. Mm, yeah. <laughs> don't want to give away too much. Right. Um, but the way we do it is 
we have these characters banter quite a bit while they're going about trying to solve their problem. Yeah, and another chemistry aspect is obviously the physical. Hmm. Um, like, no matter what your characters look like, they have to be interested in each other. Um, Do you think so? Uh, At least. I mean, I guess it, I think... I don't know if I would say have to be, but I think it's definitely a way. Well, so you haven't read the the Skyward series. That's Brandon, Brandon Sanderson. Sanderson. Okay. Um. So the first book, which is called Skyward, um, spends a nightshade. She's the POV protagonist. There's a couple other POV characters, but she's the predominant one. Um, her flight commander, his name is Jorgen. Um, but she calls him Jerkface. Mm-hmm. And she notices him from the get-go because of his smug smile and his punchable face. Literally, that's what she calls it. But as they end up developing a relationship, books later, does bar- they're barely friends by the end of the first book. But books, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> books later, she admits, she's like, actually, I'm not so sure that I actually thought his face was punchable. I probably thought it was kissable, and that annoyed me. So now I've said it was punchable, but I've always thought he was handsome. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like there has to be some level of attraction or, or enjoyment. It, like, if you genuinely, physically despise someone, and that's my issue with the enemies to lovers trope, is I think what we mean is not real enemies but don't get along. Because there are people that I really despise, and I really do find them repulsive. No, repulsive. Oh. Sorry, I didn't know where you're going with it. (laughs) It's the opposite. I will never, ever have a romantic relationship with one of these people, because I find them so repellent. It's not about their looks. It's about how much I dislike them. Yeah. You know, like Hitler. Okay. Like, whether or not Hitler's hot, if you genuinely, truly, truly hate someone, you'll probably never actually want to be with them romantically. You Mm -hmm. can dislike them and feel irritated and still find them attractive, and you can not be on the right side or think they're a bad guy, but they're not. But if you genuinely, truly, this is your real enemy, you really, really hate this person, then there's not going to be an attraction, and it's probably going to be repugnant to consider being with them. Okay. So part of chemistry is some sort of physical attraction. Or some sort of mental. attraction in general, whether yes. it's physical, mental, emotional, emotional. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't, you know, I don't. I'm not saying they have to be good looking or good looking to that character. I'm saying there has to be an attraction. Okay, just some some level of attraction. Yeah, I agree that I would find that true in in both instances that I I mentioned. They're both characters that are at odds, but for some reason, but do do have some attraction yeah okay um Uh, tip number three your characters need motivation outside of each other they need tension they need plot they need a try fail cycle and that kind of goes into what we were talking about a little bit before of like the the characters and their banter and their chemistry and things going on around them outside of them just having chemistry Mm -hmm. okay so like of the plot going on around them. Right. It's like, even if you're writing a cozy novel and it's low stakes, it's really not, nobody's going to get hurt, nobody's going to get disemboweled. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, maybe the plot is it's a cozy novel and they're entering a bake a baking competition mm-hmm. and they're going to make a cake. But then the grocery store doesn't have 
the right type of flower. Like, stuff needs to be going on aside from this really beautiful person next to me that I'm totally enamored with. And, oh, my God, is it the prettiest hair in the whole world? Like, it, uh, you need more. Yeah. And to further that, your romantic plot, be it sub or main, is a plot. It should have its own try-fail cycles. There should be something that comes up that stops them from getting together that has to be overcome or they should try to get along and fail at it and then try again, that kind of thing. So this should not, it should not be entirely straightforward. It can be if that's what you want to write and maybe you'll find people who are interested in reading that. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but in general, stories are more interesting when they include some level of struggle, even if it is... There's not the right flower. Yeah. How do we... The romance could be straightforward, but the plot around it should have twists and turns. And there's a reason why the the whole boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, boy loses girl, boy gives gets girl back thing is so common. Mm-hmm. There, It's because even... men are failures. <laughs> my god no even in even in really simple romantic plots or romantic subplots there is a moment of fail and then um succeeding and that makes the the success the coming together the 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 on-screen kiss very satisfying because there was some struggle leading up to it right so, going back to Spencer, there's a point where Jorgen does a fairly good job at something, and she walks up to compliment him, and she goes, hey, and he turns around, and he goes, what's your problem? You're so insubordinate. So, she, like, came up to be a friend mm-hmm. and compliment him on flying well, and then he was mad at her because she was calling him jerk face, um, shockingly. <laughs> and at which point, she was like, he is a jerk face. And, like, so then, like, this moment where they could have maybe had a, like, mildly not angry conver- like communication turned into an opportunity for them to have even more conflict and push them further apart so that when they finally come together to be friends just friends it's more of a re- like oh they finally got there yeah exactly and i think that kind of brings us to to um tip four really is character complexity even if you are not particularly feel familiar with romantic relationships within your own life, we all have relationships with other people. Or dogs. Or dogs. Even if it is just I... Yeah. Co-workers. Um, work with the same people, or I get on the, the bus with the same bus driver every day. We interact with other human beings. And people are complex. I mean... There are disagreements in our relationships, arguments, um, we're at odds, you get angry, you're saddened. Let your characters have some of the same complexity. Even in your beautiful, loving, cutesy novel about cake baking, let your characters be at odds and overcome it. (laughs) Overcome it. You want a cake before this started. I want it real bad now. (laughs) I need cake. (laughs) let your characters be at odds even very at odds and overcome it the the uh, catharsis at the end is a very powerful feeling um it really can can reach your readers and it makes 
your characters seem more real when they have these these sort of feelings that we we encounter in real life yes and to be clear like we're talking about romance but like but like this could be applicable for any relationship that has like this deep connection and there are relationships that don't necessarily have a physical aspect to them that I don't know if we would call it romance or not. I think that depends on the individuals involved, but they're a very, very deep connection. Um, you know, especially if you're, say, in the ace spectrum as far as, as that kind of goes. So, like, don't, don't limit yourself to these types of connections and these steps just because you think it has to be stereotypical romance. And a lot of what we've been talking about today is applicable to any type of relationship that you're writing. Deep characters, plot that happens around it, relationships that build slowly. Communication and banter, which quote-unquote is chemistry. But, I mean, you can have a really amazing friendship that has great chemistry. They read each other's minds. They know how the other one works. And that could start not as the case. Or they're too much alike, and that's why they argue. Yeah, so a lot of these are, can be applicable in um, non-romantic or non-sexual pairings as well. Yeah. But I think that's our four tips for romance. Yeah, so have a fantastic February and... Uh, Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, and know that we love you and it doesn't have to be romantic. <laughs> <laughs> and February is really all about love, or it is for me. And uh, I love my dogs, and I love my family, and I love my friends, and I love my partners. So, happy Valentine's Day slash February. Uh, don't forget to follow us on LS Fables or follow our, not follow, join our newsletter at lsfables.com.